0: Good evening, and welcome to the Pratt Library. I'm Judy Cooper, and I coordinate the public programs here. And we're very happy to see all of you here tonight. It's a special night for us. Let me just say one uh, one little promotional thing: in that there are copies of our newsletter out on the table, and this happens to be Children's Book Week, so we have lots of stuff going on for kids this week uh, at Pratt Libraries all around the city. So. If you'd like to stay in touch with us, um, we do weekly email blasts about programs and activities here at the Pratt, and you can sign up out there uh, on the clipboard to have your name added to the email list. So, For this evening's Writer's Live program, we're pleased to welcome Felicia Snoop Pearson, who many of you know from her... Role as Snoop on HBO, HBO's uh, hit series *The Wire*, and she's here tonight to tell us about her new book *Grace After Midnight*. Did you bring a copy? Hold up the copy. Not many people at the age of 27 think about writing a memoir, probably because they haven't had enough life experiences um, to fill a book, or at least enough interesting life experiences to fill a book. But Snoop, on the other hand, has had her share of experiences and maybe then some. And she's told them, told us about the story of her life uh, in Grace After Midnight. It's a compelling, powerful story, and we're delighted that she's here tonight to share it with us. I'd also like to welcome Bill Zorzi to the Pratt. Bill's an old friend of ours. He's a journalist and former Baltimore Sun reporter, now a writer with The Wire, at least he was before the strike. And um, (laughs) he also has a new career um, as an actor, and so when you tune in in January uh, when the new season starts, then you'll see Bill in several episodes. And he's here tonight to have a dialogue with Snoop about her book and her life. And when I asked Bill to uh, take part in this program tonight, his response was, I'd be honored. We all love Snoop. And I think after you've heard her story and read her book You're going to love her too. So please join me in welcoming Snoop Pearson and Bill Zorzi to the Pratt Library.
1: Now you know Mr.
2: Bill. I'm doing all right. This might be a little tough juggling all this, you know. Um, I had to make a couple notes just you know but i i really am in all honesty um glad to be here and with you because i'm
1: glad you're here i feel more comfortable i
2: was nervous at first yeah well i'm still nervous for you so (laughs) um i I thought i was thinking on the way over here something that i i I mean i'm conscious of but you know everyone doesn't know these things just because it's in my head um and I, I was reminded of it as I read the book, which is a, a very, it was a very quick read, and I was completely glued to it. And um,
1: how long it took you to read? It
2: It took me a couple hours, really. I, in one, it was one sitting. I couldn't, I just couldn't put it down. You I really, really couldn't
1: put it me down. Oh.
2: It was, um, it was intense. <laughs> I mean, there were th- there were there were things in there that were Sorry. very funny. There are things in there that are horrifying. Yeah, I mean, most most of them are horrifying, but there are some very funny parts that I would imagine that you had um, a little chuckle when yeah. you wrote. Um, but it, it, it was a, f- a fascinating book, it, it really, Thanks. to me. Um, I'm I'm not sure that it's it's the best book to feature for Children's Book Week or Children's
1: <laughs> or <laughs> or Month
2: or whatever. We're in. it's um, I, I think the language is a tad salty and. Um, <laughs> Some of, the, uh, some, of the <laughs> some of the some of the goings. Some of the goings on are um, it's a little, uh, some of it's a little risque. Mm-hmm. You know, just I just use one expression. Strap on, and then that,
1: no easy, doubt.
2: that It has not, and it does not have to do with a holster. <laughs> so, um, but uh, what I, back to what I was, really started to say was I, I remember when I got to the, the back of the book when you talk about the wire that the first time we met, we, you know, we went down and we picked you up at Monford and Oliver, oh, yeah. and um, we went and had lunch, lunch. up at uh, Valentino's, and how, yeah, Al- um, I mean, right from the beginning, I just, uh, you know, I felt a, a great deal of affection for you, so this is sort of a, you know, I'm sort of, this is a... You know, qualifying all my questions here—it's yeah, it's not. Go. I'm not completely objective. So, yeah. um, but that was, um, and I, I'm just sort of seeing where you are today. It's um, and how far you've come. Bring a tear to you not Well, I'll, you know, it's 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 a good thing to see. Yes, I'll it is. Say that.
1: I'm talking about a tear of joy.
2: Right now, I'm with I'm you. I'm happy. And how, I, I, I was curious about that. How how, like when you go back to the neighborhood. How are you received now that you're, you know, a big-time Hollywood star? Uh, everyone loves me. I mean,
1: they treat me with open arms, you know, just happy that one of us made it out of the, out of the jungle, you know, out of the hood, doing positive things, you know. It ain't Everything ain't always negative, you know. They will always show you love, you know. They, everyone happy. Everybody's happy.
2: Now, a lot of people I've noticed that are, have taken to calling you Felicia now. Do you? Yeah. Um, do you, well, you you're, it's still Snoop, right? You haven't yeah, gotten. It's still Snoop. Okay. I just. Fifi.
1: Whatever. Sure.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, I thought I'd, I'd sort of give maybe the folks out here a short version, um, just sort of run through the facts. And then I, I, if I could ask you some questions cool. about that. Um, some of the material, I'm not sure if people have looked at the book, but some of the, uh, the, 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 the promotional material, it, it hits on a few of these points. Um, you were born in Baltimore, a, a crack addicted or to a crack addict mother. Yeah. Um, you were premature, premature yeah. birth worth three, three pounds. It could be held in the palm of your hand when you were an yeah. infant. Um, you were born cross-eyed, yeah. um, all of which had some effect on you later. Um, uh, I assume that you were taken right, right away from your birth mother and put into a foster home. Yeah. Um, you didn't see her again until you were like two or three. Yeah. And um, the second time you saw her, she took your clothes yeah, and she, sold them for um, drugs.
1: Yeah, she took my own... Um, my little Sunday dress, like a little dress I had on or whatever that my own foster mother, mama, sent me over there with, you know. It was only for like 20 minutes, you know, and then the social worker came right in and got me, and that was
2: just the end of that. But you accepted, you're leaving out a terrifying part to me, that what? she locked you in the closet? Yeah,
1: to- she locked me in the closet for like 20 minutes, that's what it's right. like, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a. That's a bad thing for a little kid.
1: I mean, she was she was sick, you know. Like me, growing up now, and having the knowledge that I have now, like she, I understand, you know, and I forgive her because she was sick, you know, and like I know she it was wrong what she did, you know. It was wrong from her from jump. Like when she found out that she was pregnant, she should have stopped getting high you know but she continued on and I mean she was just sick you know and I, I forgive her you know I forgive yeah. her.
2: So when your foster mother who I guess later adopted you right? Yeah. Um, the Pier- Mrs. Pearson, uh, yeah. Cora Pearson um, and her husband. Um, Levy Pearson. Le- is it Le- Levi or Levy? Levy? Yeah. Um, he, they were good Christian people and tried to raise you to... He was,
1: a was. with it. My grandma was Christian.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, but okay, no, but, it, but the good. attitude in the, you know... Yeah. The, it was, and... Um, uh, but, nevertheless, you, you sort of were taken by the streets, and you uh, grew up in, in Montford and Oliver in the heart of East Baltimore, which is a very, very rough neighborhood. Yeah. And um, um, you got a, a reputation... For one reason or another, for being a pretty fierce kid, the the your looks, your uh, young innocent looks are a little deceiving. I'll be honest with you.
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: um, not that you're as bad as the uh, as the character you portray on the wire. Nah, the character
1: in the wire that you right for me is cold blooded. <laughs> she don't care about nothing. I have a heart. She is I have a heart. Yeah.
2: That, that's a pretty severe. thing, she, but um, and and I'd like to talk about that in a couple minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Like, sort of rejecting that or turning away from you know how your foster parents raised you or were trying to raise you and then that environment and how you were taken by the streets, and then a, a, a her, this horrific thing that happened where you ended up um, killing a girl, uh, shooting a girl, yes. and um, spending. Uh, Spending six years in prison after uh, pleading guilty to uh, second degree, as I recall. Mm. You got a 10-year sentence, Mm. two years time served, served six of the remaining eight, and there was no parole after five, for the first five. Um, You came out. You tried to go straight. Yes, I did. You had the door slammed on you.
1: Yeah, I tried to get two jobs, one working at Ford Bumpers. You know, while I was incarcerated, they tell you, you know, you got to better yourself for society when you get out of it, when you get out of here. So I was trying to, after I stopped being bad, running around in the prison or whatever, I tried to um, come, when I came home, I tried to get a job. I got a job making Ford Bumpers, making Bumpers for Ford. And I was making fifteen dollars an hour, so you know when my when my um social security number popped up you know i i'm a I'm a convict, you know, so they fired me, man, they fired me. I was hurt about that because I tried, and then I started working at the um book store, making um making deliveries for like libraries and things like that. Making $13 an hour. They fired me. What can I do, you know I mean, with books? Like, there's no sharp hijacks or nothing. You know, they fired me because of my background. You know, and then I tried to work at the car wash. I said, nah, I can't do this one. Just
2: wasn't working uh, out Yeah, for
1: this you. was a, this ain't me, right? Here. Washing nobody's care. So, the streets, make a long story short, the streets will always accept you. It's sad, but it's true. You know, that's reality. That's the reality I live, you know. and But I tried to, I tried to go right. I tried to do all the right things in the world. But, you know, my P.O. down my back, you know, just putting pressure on me. Oh, you ain't going to get no job. You going back in. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not going back down there. So, you know. I tried to do right.
2: Yeah. But you ended up dealing again,
1: hustling yeah. drugs. Yes.
2: And um, and then you met?
1: Michael K. Williams They Club One.
2: And Michael K. plays a character on The uh, on the Wire. Um, Omar.
1: Omar. Omar Little. Yeah, the um, homosexual gangster for those who don't do anything to anybody. You call him a faggy, but he come and get you. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, he approached me down Club One. And I was looking at him, and he was looking at me. So I told my cousin, like, man, this guy right here keep looking at me. He like, ooh, I say, this guy right here. He say, man, Omar, I say, oh, you know him. He say... <laughs> Yeah, he plays on the wild, that's Omar. So I say, well man, he keeps looking at me and then for those who do know Omar, he got a cut on his face. He looked grimy. So he in the club drunk, had shaking his tail feather, you know. Mug broke down. So I'm thinking is it's that and I'm ready to go outside for him. So finally he came over there and say, I have a question for you. I say, Yeah, what is that? He said, um, is your girl a boy? I said, I'm a girl. He said, nah, get out of here. Get out of here. No, you ain't no girl. So I say, yeah, I'm a girl. He say, um, I want you to come and meet the writers of the show. I say, what show? He say the wire. I said, I'm looking at him like, mm-hmm. Like, what I'm going to do? Like, I don't have no acting experience or nothing. So next day, I come over there on Marfin and Lavell up the street from my grandma's house, and um, met with Bill, Mr. Ed, Ed Burns, David Simon, Nina, like all the um, people on the um, show. So they was like, um, say, cat. I was like, cat. They was like, say, Doug. What y'all told me? Say something. They was just telling me to talk, basically, so they could hear how I, was, how I talk. So I'm like, they was like, you talk crazy. like, But they used some big word. I only know what it did. I, was like,
2: what? I wasn't part of this interrogation. You wasn't right there? No, no I, I came later. Oh, it
1: was later. Oh. Well, yeah, I was right there. And they just told me, you know... I'm going to go out for an audition. They're going to call me for an audition in two weeks. And two weeks, here I go. I say, wow.
2: And the rest is history, as we said. Yes, it is. Right? And that was uh, three years ago,
1: right? Three years ago. That was three years ago? I thought That's it was something. longer than that.
2: Yeah, maybe. maybe, no, I think it was 2004, right? Was- wow. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: I mean, it's possible. It's I was wrong once yeah. before.
2: Um, anyway, um, and now you—you you play. I guess you're best known for this, aside from your book writing career. Now, yeah, I'm often uh, now for playing this.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you.
2: Being the, uh, playing the assassin for Marlowe. Yeah. Big, bad character. <laughs> now, the one thing that I was I was curious about, and this is just sort of the, the simple stuff up front. Mm-hmm. Um, the promotional material said that you're a student at the Baltimore School for the Arts and currently shooting two feature films and working with kids at risk. Yeah. Is this true? Can um, you tell me about that? Can you tell no, me about
1: that? No, um, I have a lot of... Um, Like, but like community centers like New York, all over, that's trying, like, after I finish my book tour, whatever, my promotion and everything for my book, to um, really sit down with kids that, like, is in the system, you know, and try to, like, change their minds about whatever they're going through, you know, just try to sit down and have, like, one on one, like, sessions with them, you know, just to get into their mind, because some kids, they just hold everything and block put a put a put a shell up, you know, put their self in the shell. And I'm just trying to like get into their heads like just one on one. You know, like nobody, no tape recorders, no nothing, and it's not going further. But man, you, and let me know what's going on, and I'll try my best to help them. You know, cause be, little kids, they be like they'd be ashamed to ask a question, like it thinks somebody gonna crack on them or something. You know, so I just want to have the one-on-one questions with them, and School of Arts... Chicago. Um she in you know you know my eyes bad. But she should be in Chicago. Um she from School of Arts from New York, but now she's down here. I hooked up through her through my manager of company. And the, and the two films, one was out of DC, um what is it called? Um a heard a hood movie. Um Dang, um, I forgot the name of it. For, my it's okay. bad, but sure it's on the come. paycheck. Yeah, it's come. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and the other one I'm working on right now, I'm trying to be a lady. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something new, right?
2: Uh-huh. I, no, I don't like, know. It scares I, you. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of a horrifying thought, but I, I, I don't know. Possible. That's why they call it acting Yes know? it is
1: And yeah. that is really acting You hear yeah. I me? Mean? Well my ankles were swollen I, up last <laughs> week <but laughs> From putting them high heels on I almost broke my ankle. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm sorry I don't have a picture of that Actually Um and oh, it's just—are you a student at the School for the Arts? Are you, yeah, I have one-on-one class, I mean, classes. Oh, yeah. okay, with the kid. Okay, no, you. with um, you said what? Said again? At the School for the Arts.
1: No, um, in I have one-on-one classes.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, now to the book, which is, I guess, why we're here—to yeah. encourage people to buy said book. You know, right here, "Grace After Midnight." I'll, I'll leave it up there for. A yeah, bit. no, no. It's like a prop. <laughs> Um, we have a, a prop, one of our prop guys is here tonight. Um, there are several people from the wire here tonight, actually. Yes, so there he is. They're going to remain anonymous, I'm sure, because people will be knocking him over for their autographs. Um, I, I was curious. You wrote this with a, a fellow by the name of David Ritz. Yes. And um, I was curious how, how that how that was to write, to work with somebody like that, and how much of the book is you? It seemed like you talking.
1: It's all the way me, because you know what I did? Because I was paying Mr. David my money, you know, and he's very expensive. You know, I said, nah, we're going to do this my way, even though he's a, uh, a middle aged, you know,
2: um, wait, white guy. Wait, wait a minute. But, what, what are you saying?
1: I mean, I mean no, because I mean, he had to he had to really pull us off. You know, I took him back to my block, you know. Um, we walked around, and he was willing. You know, he was willing. This was no tape recorder, no nothing. Like, one day we sat down and just talked for hours, you know, and all the things that he didn't understand about me, I made him understand. You know, um... I had got my tape recorder and, like, if, if something, like, re, I remember something, I turn my tape recorder on and just start talking to the tape recorder, you know, or I just jot it down, you know, and then I talked to his tape recorder. You know, like, man, Mr. David, we have a, a special bond, a special bond, you know, and he loved my grandmother, too. All
2: right, dead. Well, that's good. i was just curious how much of it was you and how you know, no, it did sound like I, it.
1: Think okay. I think he done a wonderful job. I think
2: he done a wonderful
1: job.
2: I guess he's doing what he got paid to do. I mean, he wrote it, and it's very, I mean, it's very much in your voice or feels yeah. that way. Um, I was curious. There is one part in the book, though. After the murder and you go on the run, you um, hide out for a little longer than a week, um, in the book, it, the whole book is in the first person. Mm-hmm. I did this. I saw that. Suddenly, for like this three or four pages, you're in the third person. You're talking about Snoop did this and Snoop did that. Do you do you remember this part? Was you It's um, <laughs> like the, the whole the whole book is, yeah. is I did this. I did that. Yeah. Except for these these three pages in the middle of the book where there, the it says Snoop went on the run. Snoop. I can find it for you. Um, it doesn't <laughs> ring a bell, huh? It was the—it's the murder was the case. Snoop Dogg said it. Snoop Pearson lived it. Snoop kept running till she got one of her, her friend's house. She stayed there for a night. You know, he hugged her. It's written about like this other Snoop. Do you know what I mean? This other person was Snoop, mm-hmm. as opposed to. I hugged her, or she, or he hugged me, or he.
1: Well, my uncle.
2: Yeah, actually, is uncle. Yeah, it was um, my uncle. But I was just curious if it, if there was a reason that you referred to yourself as Snoop in here.
1: Because that that that's my name, you know. Um, my uncle the one that I dedicate the book to, you know, on lonely. Um. He gave me that name, you know, um, since I was, what, what, I met him when I was like eight. I had a name since I was like eight.
2: And can you, you explain know. what, tell uh, the He folks. just
1: said I look like, you know, little Snoopy <laughs> off of um, Charlie Brown.
2: Right. You know, and but then there was something else, there was something else he said about uh, that, you look, fun- said funny things, but look sad or something. You remember that? It was. Um, I don't. I don't really. I thought I had the page number here, but I don't. But um, <laughs> I know it's cracked. I, I won't. Try, I won't attempt this again. Believe me. Um, anyway, I, I'll move on from the third person question. But I. I was curious how you feel about putting all your stuff out on the street here. It's. You know, it's, I it's, feel, it's the well, good, the bad, and the ugly. It's, yeah, it it's,
1: is, not, and. And a lot of people, like, what, coming from my neighborhood, just coming from, like, just coming from the streets, put it like this, coming from the streets, like, you go through a lot of things, you know, a lot of things. God make you go through trials and tribulations so you can see, you know, the light. You know, sometimes the light may not come, like, as bright as you want it to come, you know, but it, he, he, he's always on time. And I wrote this book because there's a lot of people that's really going through what I've been through or already been through what I've been through. So, you know, they can relate. And I just wanted people just to get familiar with me. Like, it, it wasn't no sweet journey, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm lucky to be on the wire, I'm lucky to be acting. You know, I went through a, a lot of things. You did. You know, and, and, and I just thank God every night that I'm here, you know? And and just to, just to tell my story, like, this is my chance. You know probably I probably could change a couple people' lives in, in in this room or whoever done bought my book just reading it you know there 's a lot of choices choices in there and there 's a lot of you know what trials and tribulations as I said before that I went through you know so they could they could get a lot out of this book
2: and how what do you hope to do how do you hope to change people with this book just by saying that
1: well, I mean, that I'm I'm famous and I'm going through or been through what you what you going through, you know, or what you already been through. Just hold your head up. Don't let nothing stand you wrong. Keep positive people around you. Because if negative people will be around you, that's all you're going to think. Oh, my life is just destroyed. Oh, my God. They, they say that when ain't do... What about mine? You know, like it, it's just like just keep positive people around you. You right. know.
2: And I should say, I should tell people this is not written. This is not a happy book necessarily. I mean, ultimately. You
1: don't think it's happy? I,
2: I think I think ultimately it is, but I mean, I think what you went through. Yeah,
1: is, what I went through is 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 is. is, is 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 crazy. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, and, But, like, I know a lot of people went through worse of things than I've been through. Right. You know, I know a lot of kids that's, like, their parents, you know, got high and just threw them off a roof. You know, like, they ain't here. You know, like, and that's why I just, that's why I wrote my book. I mean, it's a reason why I'm here. You know, it's a reason why God say, man, here you go. What you gonna do with this? You know, because but I met Mike K. Williams at, at a nightclub, you know, like that. That was that was unusual. For right. and then the writers to say, "Oh my God! Like yeah, we could use her." That's unusual. Right. That's a blessing.
2: I understand that. But I also I also want to point out that it this isn't.
1: Uh, Listen, I died two times, you know, like my mother had of me. I was filled with so many drugs, like I ain't supposed to be here. The things I went through on the street... You know, like I ain't supposed to be here. You know, somebody people ask me all the time, like uh, now that they read the book, like you know, how how, you, how um, if you could change one thing in your life, what would you change? I say I go back to that day. You know that I'm running to a fight. You know, and I shot and killed somebody. You know that wasn't for her, and it wasn't it wasn't for me. You know, but it was just. Like I was running well before any of that happened, you know. Right. So that was just God just letting me know you better slow your road. What you want to be in a box, you know? Or what, what do you want? Like and and I just wish I could change that right there, man, because that 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 put a stain on my heart, and it, and I know it put a stain on her her heart and her family heart. You know that's why I pray every day for them, but. It's just, it's just, I mean, it's, my book is reality. It is. It's reality. It's a lot of pain. Yeah, you won't shed a tear. You know, I shed many a tears. I'm tired of crying now, man. I'm tired.
2: Uh, I, I believe you. Um... I, one thing I, I did want to ask especially when you talk about surrounding yourself with positive people when you were coming up and if you're looking for this to you know, be a positive force and, and maybe help somebody change or see the light or walk toward the light you were in a family, in a bad neighborhood
1: in a, Roberts, in a loving family
2: in a very loving family Denise Robbins, your godmother mm-hmm. very supportive, your grand parents very supportive. Exactly. And all you wanted to do was run the streets.
1: Yeah, that's any kid, you know, like you see people outside, you know, like you can't see people outside, what, with With diamond rings, I mean, just I mean flossing. you know they I mean they watch the videos first of all and and then you go outside this your outside is closer than you close enough for you, but you ain't gonna get the the like the videos like the Bentley's and all that you gonna get yeah, you know I mean you probably get some five fifties and all that outside, but your kids want that, you know, I mean it's okay for Miami to be like Here go twenty dollars. What is twenty dollars? You know, I don't want what well, twenty dollars. You can spend that at the corner store. You know, I want new feet every week. You know, I was fresh. Don't get me wrong. I I had new clothes all the time. But I just wanted like I just wanted to be grown. Like I just wanted to be growing. Like like I said in my book, a hard head makes a soft behind. And that's what happened. I went outside and wow, yeah, wow.
2: So, but how do you reach kids? How 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 are we how should how should we attempt to, to save kids?
1: I mean, first of all, it got to start in your community because you got to have a lot of after school programs when kids come home from school. Sometimes they go in the house and do their homework. Sometimes they just go home and throw their books to the side and come outside. What is outside? A lot of drug dealing, a lot of a lot of everything. You go outside of my neighborhood, you I don't know what you might see, you know. And and these kids have a lot of time on their hands. You know, the kids is our future. You know, so you gotta get a community center and just for the girls what, have a valley ball, but if they love playing basketball, let them play basketball for the boys, have basketball, football, and, and make that, like, so they could travel the world and see the world. They not saying the world. They saying their school, and then they come down on the street and just see them four corners. Every day, like let them see the world, let them travel, maybe so they could understand everything that was going on in the world. you know, and you know why I love the wire because it 's reality it 's reality, wisdom people like just like such as yourself you know you just know your world you just like this the wire. they let they let the people like just scared to come out their homes let them know like oh this is what's going on so what is you going to do you know well how can you help us you know, you see all this going on, and people say the wire is 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 is, is 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 terrible. No, I mean it is some parts, but you know it's reality. The school system, the the, the police, the what, the streets. You know, and that's what the wires is consist of. Them three things. What you gonna do about? Them? You know, like all them three things. Like what? Everybody need to help, not just one person. Everybody.
2: No, I'm with you. I I was curious, speaking of the street and people and and the wire, there were a couple things in here that reminded me of the wire Um, Mm. one of them was um, and I want to talk about these two, they're two very important people, I mean you go through a series of folks who are very important to you and two of them are two drug dealers one of them was Uncle the Mm. guy who named you Snoop um, who was a, a very powerful influence in your life and uh, the other is father, who's mm-hmm. not your father, but he's uh, yeah. he was the king. He was a, a drug dealer. Is now in prison. But he he at one point gave you fifteen hundred dollars for school supplies. Uh, a, other other occasions he would give you a hundred dollars for school. Yeah, and it, and they kept you around. They talked to you and offered you advice. And father took you out to his house in his ride, hundred thousand dollar ride, and. I was curious what was that what did you do for them what i didn't do nothing right i mean what I, but if you that relationship was those relationships I mean, were important me
1: because people like Say, like, they was drug dealers. They have hearts. You know, they see people that's you know, like, the sometimes when, when you see drug dealers out there, like what I just went through, That you know I mean, you come home, try to do the right thing, they fire you because of your background. What can you turn to is the streets. So, that you know I mean, therefore, you got to make the best of that. I'm not saying that it's right, but that's all sometimes, you know what I mean, the last opportunity that a person got. What you going to get put out? What you going to live in a shelter? No. You no. guys, you got more than one way to make money. And I didn't so, mean
2: to sound like I was no, judging all right, No, all right, no,
1: you're good, but it, uh, <laughs> no, Bill, um, they 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 got hearts. They saying that you know I was trying to get out there all fast and at a a, a, a young age, you know, for self destruction. So they was trying to save me before I did it. But like I said, a hard head make a soft behind. So I did what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I did it.
2: Well, some of those. Th- so these guys just took you. They, yeah, they, they were, just took me out of that wing. Says, calls you her their mascot, even though she say it again. That you were their mascot of sorts.
1: Ooh, 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 mascot.
2: The, in the book, it mentions <laughs> that she, she says they're they're not playing. Yeah, they're, they're you know just because they're being nice to you doesn't mean they're they're you know the godmother. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I got it. So I. I
1: <laughs> no, my godmother
2: You know, she, she been she was, around She was right, and she yeah, was,
1: warning, and she was Yeah, just like they was warning me Why would I listen to her, you know And not listen to them, you know So, I mean, I wanted to be like them I wanted a pot full of money Whip out my money, got a big knock They be like, wow, Snoop, you see what Fee got? Fee got some old cheese You so Tell her, let me hold some You know, I mean, that make you feel good Sometimes, you know what I mean? Just having your own money You know, stop asking people, you know, begging, you know, like, uh, that's crazy.
2: Right. I was reminded of how much money that you were making when you were talking about how that one cop cost you $20,000. Yeah. That was, and at this point you were about how old? 13. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) I, I don't know. It's not, I don't know too many 13-year-olds with twenty.
1: See, 000. but I was smart with it. I, I saved In, my invested
2: money. Invested wisely?
1: Yeah, I saved my money. I mean, I'm 13. What I'm going to do with all that? You know, like, I ain't had no real girlfriend or nothing like that. And I had no bills. I mean, for me to get fresh, my, my tennis right now is still, you know what I mean, 60 and $70 because I got small feet. You know, so I mean, what, what more I'm going to do with all that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was just reminded of how young you were when all this stuff sort of took took hell oh, took hold. Um, when you were like what ten years old when they you witnessed that that uh, young man get his brains blown out and. Yeah the shooter handed you the gun?
1: Yeah, just tossed it. He ain't had nothing. He threw it. We was like, yo.
2: <laughs> and, and, you, and you held on to it.
1: Yeah, why not?
2: Well, I understand. And you used it at one point. I
1: mean, point. no, I mean, yeah, that's when my um, best friend, you know, he was so anxious because we got a gun. I wasn't wanting to do nothing with it. I was just going to whip it. I would to scare somebody. He wanted to do something stupid. You know, I mean, yeah.
2: Well, and then a trigger was pulled. Yeah. Yeah, well, there was that. Yeah. Okay. Um, But that was when you were like 10 or 11. Yeah. I mean, it's not... I mean, I know this is... Well, let me ask you, how typical is your story? I mean, there are some extraordinary things in your story. But, I mean, when you talk about the street and how there are people who have lived more horrible lives than this how how frequent are some of these incidents for every for day people? for like large number of kids this every is not day. an unusual what, story in that
1: man i don't, like was off the top of my head like 50 every day
2: yeah it's uh, some of the stuff in here when you were I mean, it's pretty amazing to me. See, be.
1: you ain't tell a whole book, and these people ain't going to buy the book. <laughs> well, I, I thought you that you going was... through everything. you might about to well get into Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: there is that part about Tupac. Yeah. Oh, it, it was a man. good part, though. That was a good part. Um, well, all right, let me ask you about your. Let me ask this. This, this, this. this isn't in the book. Um, wow. Did you, did you ever see your. Your birth mother again after that time?
1: No, no, I haven't.
2: And she, and she,
1: passed. passed. On, yeah.
2: And I was also curious about this. Um, the, the gentleman who's identified as Bernard. Uh, yeah. Your, That's my biological father. Biological. Is what happened to him? He's dead.
1: He's, um. He got killed. Um. Well, he used to rob people. You know.
2: He's a stickup. Yeah. Man.
1: Yeah, my father, the word got to me, my father did whatever he could do to provide for his, him or whatever whatever type of family he had.
2: You know? Okay. I mean, it was just one of those questions that I felt like Bernard walked in and then, I don't know, when, I wasn't sure what oh, happened.
1: Um, oh, yeah, I looked at him, you know, I ain't had too much rap because I didn't know where he was, you know. I mean,
2: well, tell me what, this is another very specific question, LMP. Wait, let me guess, is it... Oh, wait, L- Luzer- I want to
1: see if you get it right.
2: Luzerne, Monford, Port? No, you're close, though. L- Landville, Monford, Preston? No, yeah, you're you kind of close. No, it's Luzerne, Milton, and Preston. Milton and Preston, okay. Uh, All right. This was the name of the uh, all-girl gang, um,
1: you ready to tell the
2: whole book? I, I thought that's why I was here. No, it's like
1: talk? ten questions, you know, and that's what we do. Yeah, we have any questions because Bill was ready to tell the whole book. I, I'm sorry. You got your list over here, baby, baby. You know I love you, but let me see this list.
2: You want to talk about dreams? No. Okay. It's, how about let's? How about open a, How about lesbianism? I'm, i what? Violence against gays? You say what? There, there's, and I, I don't say that lightly. It sounds like I'm taking off a, a, a line of jokes, but yeah. there, there are a couple of things that, that you spent a lot of time on, and one of them was uh, the violence that's sort of directed at, at gays, and, and you sort of say how much. Yeah, I
1: people you know, teasing me, I mean, they talk, call me little bull daggers. I'm like, what is that? Like you know, and as time went on, you know, I was like, "Oh, well, alright, I'm gay. So what?" You know, what? Well, all right, yeah. Everybody like, "No, she going through a phase. She
2: just a tomboy, and so what?" No, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering how much, how antagonistic it is. How, how bad is it out there for if? for gays in the I world. Don't know. it's not it's not bad at all. It's two
1: thousand seven. I, I know this is not the sixties I'm, I'm shocked at what I gay, heard. you gay don't come in here. You know <laughs> get on the back of the bus, use a lesbian. <laughs> Oh, Bill, as well. It's 2007. It's, it's fine. I'm happy. Gay me's happy. I'm happy. Uh,
2: <laughs> okay. I just I, there were some parts in it, especially we. Yeah, you talk I know, about I know. But work.
1: I'm not trying to give everything away. So open it up for questions, Bill.
2: Okay. <laughs> Judy, can we open it up to the questions?
1: <laughs> Bill, you got me up in crying. Okay, you miss me, don't you? I do. Yeah, you do. Know. Why didn't you come?